0: The people that love Thin Lizzy will fight you to the f***ing death to get across how important Thin Lizzy are to rock and roll and the fabric of rock and roll, you know? Let's slap some numbers here. Let's go.
1: This is episode number
0: 256. Oh, Heidi, what's your, what's your t-shirt say? My Black Rose album t-shirt. Oh,
2: cool.
0: Yeah. Nice. Is, Is that your favorite, is that your favorite album by them? It is one of my favorite albums by
2: them. Yep. I have to agree. Good tough
0: rock. Yeah. The song Black Rose, goddamn I mean, we're <laughs> that song has got to uh has gotta meet blackguards on stage one day. I love yeah. that fucking song. The complexity yeah. I, I, of that song.
2: Very complex.
0: Yes. You know what? I I, I would have <laughs> loved I would have loved to have heard Gary Moore and John Sykes play that song on stage together. Yeah. Not not just because yeah. they were the two best guitarists that ever. and Nothing against Scott Gorham uh, or Eric Bell; those two guitar players had such different styles. Yet they were so fast and so melodic, and just so their solos were so beautifully crafted. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even at even at warp speed, those two guys together. I, I just, I, I, I just. I, I could not imagine. I said. I said it recently too. I would have loved to have heard Gary Moore play with with uh, Stuart Copeland of the Police. I think those two, Stuart Copeland's drumming style and Gary Moore's guitar style together. I think that they could have just, yeah. you know, just you know surpassed any. Uh, again, it's just obviously a pipe dream, but I I, I think Gary Moore is is a uh, you know he's he's just he's he's one of those yeah. players.
1: I was going to say, I'm not as familiar with his solo stuff as you are, because he he was really into playing the blues stuff. I think you're right that somebody like Stuart might have steered him in a more adventurous direction. Um, Mm -hmm. He definitely would have got him to do things he probably wouldn't have thought of on his own, I think. A lot of Gary's solo stuff, that's my only thing about (laughs) his... his work is that his solo stuff tends to be kind of like Chicago blues kind of stuff. Um, well, he's No, he, he's so, got, stu- he's
0: got stuff that goes far beyond that stuff. I mean, that was his, okay, good. that's kind of where he, he started to make money. Um, you know, these bands, you know, obviously the beginning of Skid Row and, you know, moving throughout his, his metal careers, hard rock career. And then he, 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 he kind of settled on the blues, but he began in the blues and he began in that yeah. kind of psychedelic, you know that early Thin Lizzy, which we'll get to today. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> he always had that blues. You know, they always. I I say he, but Thin Lizzy came from the blues and that kind of psychedelic early stuff. I mean, just just such a great, su- su- such a map of modern music. Just su- such a and and so so intricate in, in or intricate. Such a a. Uh, you know, the seed of rock and roll, you know, the bands that came from their, you know, germination of of their style just throughout throughout history is is uh, is beautiful. And then I've said it a million a million times, all these bands knew each other, all these bands that hung out and that that did work together. Uh, you know, you just wouldn't think of the Sex Pistols and Thin Lizzy as being, you know, but, but they were all kind of in the same bar, all kind of, in the, you know, you know, in the trenches together. And it's just, you know, Lizzie and journey, and journey <laughs> Who would have thought and Huey Lewis and on and on and yeah. on. I mean, guns and roses, all these bands that came after and Metallica, all these bands that, that say, Thin Lizzie, you know, that's where they, you know, it, th- there's a reason why that they, they are such, they're held in such high regard. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you remember Patrick as a, as a kid, Growing up in Ireland, were they like sort of uh, a household name when you were a kid? Do you remember a time when they weren't on the tip of your tongue?
0: Yeah, wait. Well, I mean, they, they they weren't they weren't even in my because well, I, I kind of started in at the Sabbath and the Maiden. So, Thin Lizzie was a little too, you know, uh, too
1: mainstream, maybe.
0: No, no, just just not not heavy enough, and uh. they came into they came into to. to you know it was one of those things where you kind of jump on um it was it was just uh, just right before jailbreak and all you know before their uh, before all the hits be- came in but the, yeah, and then you kind of work backwards you know mm-hmm. you go oh wait a minute they, they have to have, and, and then even still uh, which we'll get to today the 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 or the early stuff the shades of a blue orphanage is where i'm beginning um when i got when i heard that and and i was kind of I, i'm not I, I didn't get it You know, I was too too green, I guess, to to understand what they were doing. But it was it again. It was it was the seeds. It was the very beginning of what they were to do later on. And I have a couple of uh, Philo's books, his poetry books, and his lyrics always were just top class. You know, like 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 uh, Shane. You know, they just they never skimped on lyrics. They never they never put in. Although they did do, you know. There was there was a lot of shalalalas, and there was a lot of you know the crux of their songwriting master. I mean, just they, they always dug deep. They always went deep. They just the uh, or, or or bared their soul.
1: the soul. The thing I like about Philo's lyrics is that he it just sounds like probably the way he talks. You know, it's very natural language that he uses. It's he, he doesn't bend over backwards trying to sound clever or. You know, sometimes like this is what I mean. This is what I'm saying. Type of that, thing. Almost Lennon-esque soul, in that way.
0: Soul-bearing stuff. Soul-bearing stuff. Yeah. And, and, and then just one, just one other thing. Uh, one of the things that that, uh, that I stole from Phil or borrowed from Phil, and it's got me in trouble, especially with recording other people's music. Um, is I took Phil's lack of meter singing. And it drives me crazy when I hear covers of a Thin Lizzy song, and they're singing "The boys are back in town." The boys are back. They're singing on the beat, and it's it's it kind of swings. But it drives me up the fucking wall when when bands do mm-hmm. this, you know this this nearly square right re- renditions of these songs. And they're not. These are these are flowing, you know, poetic, beautiful pieces. And so one of the things that I stole from Phil was I sing behind and above the beat. And so, and it gets me in trouble when, like I say, when I'm recording a a, a piece that's not my own and I'm singing out of time, but I'm doing it not as a, as a lazy, I don't care where the beat is. And One of the things I love about this lineup too, is I love the fact that we have not only a rhythm section that, 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 that can stick to it, but, when Heidi and when myself and Heidi play a line together and you know, you guys are holding it down. It just, that's one of the things that just I, I love about this lineup is the, the way that we hold that groove and that we, that we're really concentrating now on that, on that, you know, on how the song sits. Anyway, back to my bitch and, you know, the, 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 doing the fill style vocal lines are so uh, it, it it's it, it's one of those things i just got I, I can't get out of the habit of doing it but it's uh philo was just a master of singing just so 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 fluid throughout the song yeah but, but yet the song delivered
1: mostly like like sort of very very uh relaxed late <laughs> is, is one way i would describe it he'll he'll come in a beat or two later and then he'll just kind of kind of it's like like being the water, <laughs> like to to steal a phrase from Ooh. from Mister Mister uh, Newton here. Points. He really is. I mean, he's he just kind of I'll come in when I you know when I'm ready, and it's still going to be groovy because yeah. the rhythm section was so, so it could, and he was part of the rhythm. So that's the thing about his playing is so amazing that he he's doing these this late you know off not really I wouldn't say off time it is off time technically, but you know doing doing this sort of free form singing with the with the meter and he's keeping. The, the pocket down with with Brian Downey at the same time. That is genius. And I don't know really know if there's many other bass players who do that kind of thing. If little on anybody.
0: Let me so let me ask you this uh Turbo and Heidi. Heidi as a teacher does it drive you up the wall to hear that stuff? And Turbo as a drummer, does it throw you at all? Um I don't think it throws me. I mean
3: playing with you for how long I've been playing at the very beginning it, it took me just a second to kind of figure. You did a lot less of it at the beginning until I was settled in. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't listen to you on that section. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to hold this here and he can do what he needs to do. You know, and that's one, you know, when I really locked into that mindset, it it's it, it, now it's just easy, you know, and so I can just kind of play. And then I know that, hey, he knows where he is and he's going to come in and out. But when you do it, it sounds, it fits. Like, it doesn't sound like, yeah, you know it's off. You know, not to speak for Heidi here when you're teaching, but I just remember when we were young in school, they were like, you know, they didn't let you get off. Like we really, right. especially in, in marching band, it was, you know, very syncopated. You know, so yeah. that's my two perspectives. So Heidi, does it bother? Yeah. Does it?
2: So yeah, well the the art, uh, you know, at the higher level of of playing music like an artist, like artistically, is that you you stay in time. And I make them – But but there's a difference between playing straight and staying in time. So I make them practice with a metronome. But the reason being, if you're going to play really musically, there's a way to produce your sound and your articulation artistically Staying in the pocket. In other words, I keep telling them, you've got to, when I say bow speed, I'm not saying speed up the tempo. I'm saying you need to move your bow with a certain motion, a certain feeling that gives the music life. And if you're just going to sit there and play in time with this dead, boring, then don't play music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I yeah. say to them. You have to say it over and over for them to like understand because they want to get the mechanics down. But I just keep telling them it's not music if if nobody listening can feel it and if you can't feel it. Yeah, you got to be in time. And it's the same being in a band. You can't decide to do whatever you want with the tempo. You've got a drummer that's going to probably throw something at you if you do that. But there's a way to stay in the pocket and in time and... Stretch time at the in a sense, you know what I mean? Because that's what phrasing is, and that's what Mm -hmm. style is, that's what artistry is. So, yeah, it drives me nuts as a teacher when they're not in time, but that's different than,
1: yeah, right,
2: making music. So,
0: yeah, that's one
2: of my favorite things to work on with them.
0: That's cool. That's cool. And that makes so much sense now that we know you so well. It makes so much sense because we know how you play and how you at, at, you know approach your, your 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 style. Very very cool. Um, and, and I do not want to forget. that I brought it with me. I brought it with me today. But um, Heidi, you have one of these waiting. Uh, our good friend Woody Butler uh, made. Yeah. He wrote some poetry. Uh, we we were just in Arkansas uh, two weeks ago now, or three weeks ago now, depending on how you slap. He uh, he, he wrote. He pretty much wrote a. Uh, Wrote a, a poem, at it seems a day. So he made uh, every one of us a uh, this a, a beautiful folder of all his works, and he just basically took us on tour in poetry. It's it's so beautiful, and he and so I have one of these for you, which I will bring to you next month.
2: Yay!
0: Yeah, oh, it's just that's uh, so
2: amazing.
0: yeah. We, you know, uh, you know, we'll get to it again. We're 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 so lucky that we have just. Met the greatest bunch of people. I I, just, I I love our WhatsApp group. I just love. I I don't get on it as much as I should, but I just love that 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 all these people are staying in touch. All these people are friends. All these people are meeting up. All these people are are planning to come again. You know, in the in in the the twenty four this year, come with us. It's so uh, heartwarming to see. And 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 he thanks. Uh, Woody thanks us. See, it looks like on every page for putting this together and to have, you know, just uh he and Phyllis are, are easily some of our favorite people, you know, just, 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 just so anyway, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't wait to show you that. I can't wait to give you that. And uh wow. Woody and, and Jim Doyle, all the, all the Arkansas crew were just, when's when she coming back? When's she coming back? So uh, anyway, I had to, <laughs> had to get that in there. Um, Thank you. And so, so yeah. So yeah, I, that reminded me too, when you were telling, when you were telling how you teach and how you you know, obviously love what you do, he, uh, you know, everybody, but he, he, he wrote that on there. He just loved how you played and all that stuff. So I wanted to, I wanted to put that today on our thin slap day. So. Thank
3: you. <laughs> yeah, I love the crossover of all the friendships,
0: you know, like Heidi, you
3: were saying before we got on about, uh, you know, my friend Tammy, I mean, I grew up with her. We were, when we were kids, you know, and now you guys are friends. And I'm like, this is yeah. so cool. Like, it just—it's amazing how it just does this, you know. And like, and uh, yeah, I—I I don't even think lucky is a strong enough word. I'm like, man, it's got to be something bigger than that. It's like it's really just a family, you know, for a lack of a better word. You know, yeah. they just come together. And yeah, it's really yeah. cool. It's really—it is, it
1: is fun being on stage and watching, like, you know, somebody like Larry, who we've known yeah. for you know several years, meeting somebody. That he's never met, you know, from Austin or or uh, Dallas or somebody who happens to be at the same place. Like, oh yeah. look, look at
3: look at they're is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I had the same thought at the show. I know what thing you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Patrick, did you? Uh, you know, we, I know we touched on. You didn't listen to Thin Lizzy until later when you got a little yes. older. Was that when you were in your, in your teens when you finally started appreciating them?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in yeah. high school. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, did and, you have a friend who kind of like, hey, you should listen to this song, man? You need, did you? Was there somebody who like turned you on to them, and no, turned the key for you?
0: No, we uh, we all had uh, we all had. So the, the guys that I hung around with, we all had our own. Somebody would bring different. We would all try to bring new stuff to, to the table. You know, we'd all try to. Hey, I heard this band from America. There, this or I heard this German band or this, you know. And you would try to bring. Stuff to it, but it was it was it's it, it's it's one of those things that it when when you i think when you see it or when you feel it like heidi says when when your your uh taste advances, and that's the only way I can describe it for me it it was it was that the I wanted to get out of the the doom and gloom and kind of just have a have a look at you know you can deliver that power with I still have a little bit more a little bit more subject matter, a little bit more heart in the song, not the band Um, and having more, you just, just having these songs develop versus coming in and punching you, knocking you out, you know, having these songs build and, you know, and and, and it's still how I write. It's, it's, it's amazing. I cannot for the life of me stop uh writing these so if I write a because ding ding, 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 ding ding digga. I mean of course that's a very maiden-esque pattern but I can't put those I can't I, I'll put those hits in every time I write. And I try to take them out to make it more pal- uh, so to, to what I think is more palatable. But then I was like fuck it. It's what I like. So it's how I write. And it's it's a again it's a it's an Iron Maiden thin Lizzy style that I've never been able to shake. I've always, even even when I write a slow song, uh, when I write, you know, you know that that reggae thing that we were working on the last time. That that's that that you know, it's always got those little hits in there. That's a Thin Lizzy, Iron Maiden thing, you know. So, so what,
1: what do, you, do you remember? Was there maybe a song that you heard when you were in high school? Maybe from them. you are like, oh hey, you know that's a. That's I had, now I get it, or you know,
0: yeah. It, 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 again, it was it was around the time of of jailbreak. You know, when they were just when they seemed to catch fire, and, uh, and 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 I hate to say it, but back in the back in those days too, it was the shedding of the flared jeans, the 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 bell bottom jeans, and the hippie long hair verse into the into that style of. Leather, a, a wristband, and a you know they became cool for that for that time you know that that era of that area of style in that era of metal macho machismo you know that that all that shit just seemed to to just land at the same time I was like all right and then but then you go back and you listen you go oh, okay so
1: okay so
0: so, so yeah
1: that that, that would have been. You would have been like 10, I think, when that album came out. Uh, Jailbreak was like 77, I think, or 78.
0: Uh, well, I'm 21 now, so carry the one. I was, I was yeah. yeah. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Shut up.
1: No, that's not, I, mean, I just I think it's cool that you were listening to that kind of music when you were, you know, that young, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I again, I, and, it, and it's it's so funny because I remember as clear as day, I remember family members just peers, people say, "Yeah, you, man, that, that's a phase. You're going to be out of it in no time." I was like, "God, you know, <laughs> wow." And the shit I listened to today is 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 even worse. You know, it's even heavier. It's even you know. So there you go. I
3: think I know the answer to this already, but I'm asking anyway. Maiden or Thin Lizzy? You have to pick one.
0: I I'd, I'd, I'd have to. I always have to go with Iron Maiden because that's where my my like your foundation. That, that, I mean, again, that was kind of the the the, the basis for I, lyrically. Lyrically, you take Thin Lizzy every day, hands down, no question, forever and ever. Yes. Uh, however, Iron Maiden went in so many different directions. And they 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 were they were on their shoulders. They lifted the genre globally. Uh, Thin Lizzy should have. Now, this is debatable, but. I, I believe this. When Bob Geldof from Dunleary, County Dublin, Ireland, uh, Boomtown Rats, when when he put together live aid, uh, he should have put fucking Phil Linnet. Phil Lineup, excuse me. Scratch one demerit, five dollars. <laughs> uh Phil Lynott, but he should have put Phil Lineup and Thin Lizzie on that fucking bill. And I think that the world would be different today. I swear to God, I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Sorry, Turbo. That was a that was a forty minute answer to a fucking one second uh, question. You're, but, you're but
1: you're absolutely right. Because I uh, quick side note: when I met you, I didn't know I'd heard the name, but then Lizzie. But I think it was that's unfortunately true with a lot of Americans that we didn't really know much of them. Besides, Boys Are Back in Town. and maybe Jailbreak if you're old enough to remember when that came out. I had never heard that song before. I knew Boys Are Back in Town. That's it. But I didn't even know. I didn't really connect the two. I didn't know they were Irish. Either, to me, they were just another one of those bands that I didn't have any interest in, like Molly Hatchet or
0: <laughs> Thirty Eight yeah.
1: Special. You know, I was just like, oh, I don't know. So yeah, if they if they'd done Live Aid right that time when when our generation was in high school, that that would have been huge.
0: All right. So so on that on that note, take take Live and Dangerous. That's a t- touchy subject with with fans and with, you know, historians and blah, blah, blah. You know, that yeah. fellow heard about, or he heard Frampton's Frampton's comes alive, you know, album. And he said, man, we can do that. And they fucking did. And all that aside, all, all the stuff that comes with that, because a lot of people said that there were so many overdubs and blah, 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 blah. End of story. Take that record, take that any portion of that record and put that on the live age stage and there wasn't a fucking band that could fall. I mean, Queen, yes, you know, you, you can't, you'd can't, never, ever, ever discount Queen. But Thin Lizzy on that fucking stage today, I believe Philo would be alive. And I believe that Thin Lizzy would be a fucking uh, – would be the – again, would be on par with Queen. And, you know, I, I, I'm not a Journey fan, but that level of rock royalty, Thin Lizzy – just look at the guitar blades. Look at musicians throughout time. Look at how many people credit Phil, Huey Lewis, John Sykes. All these people, all these massive bands, owe Phil so much because of his guidance and his, you know, the trail that they blazed for rock and roll is is it's just immeasurable.
1: Oh yeah. Do so you think you think that opportunity or that gaining that new audience might have? Encouraged him or given them the strength to get clean. hundred percent.
0: hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. He, he, now, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Fitzpatrick, the artist that on, on Heidi's shirt, um, Jim Fitzpatrick that did the, 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 all that beautiful artwork for Thin Lizzy. He says that Philo thought that he was invincible and he thought that he had a hold. and I believe that I believe him when he says that. However, I do believe that Thin Lizzy, uh, 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 Phil's solo stuff was tremendous as well. Of course, I, I I'm not gonna say a bad word about him because I can't. But he said uh he said that uh, Philo thought that he was immortal and that he could handle everything. And and to most addicts believe that. You know, I, I don't know <laughs> a lot of them that it, and, and, and and Phil had, you know, beautiful daughters and he uh, he loved his thin Lizzie family and blah blah blah. But I I whole we've talked about this before too. I believe that if Thin Lizzy had a had that leg up, I think that if Bob Geldof had to put Thin Lizzy on the thing, I think Thin Lizzy would be a- around today. I really do.
1: That would have been amazing. Would you have chosen uh, Gary Moore to have been the, uh, the guitarist, or at least one of the guitars? <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you think he I mean- should have been
1: like a two or three guitarist, like, like all-star lineup for that show?
0: Yes and no. I mean, you know, obviously, just you know, j- pertaining to how I started, you know, this, this, uh, this sh- uh, episode. Um, John Sykes and Gary Moore. That would have been just game over, game over. I don't know how how, yeah. how they how would they get along. Uh, you know, chemistry wise, I don't know how they would get along. I don't know if they even knew each other if if they, but uh, you know, John Sykes so is one of Scott these. Carham- Sorry. Scott Gorham. What?
1: Sorry, go ahead. and Finish that. Scott Gorham yeah. t- takes a break during <laughs> for that show.
0: No, you can't. No, nah, no, nah, you can't. I mean, you, you, Scott Gorham lived Thin Lizzie, and just just yeah. like just like John Sykes, John Sykes and Scott Gorham, I think were the two biggest. And, and, and this is de- debatable, but in my opinion, Scott Gorham and John Sykes were the biggest, and, and, and Brian Downey. Let, let me just say with Brian Downey on drums. I mean, he, he's not only was he supposed to be in that fucking band. Brian Downey is Thin Lizzy, as much as Phil is Thin Lizzy in my in my estimation. So I'm I'm just gonna leave that there. Brian Downey is always, always, always Thin Lizzy, mm-hmm. because I, I I don't believe with any other drummer that Thin Lizzy would have been as good as they are. End the story. So get lost here. So I think that John Sykes and Scott Gorham gave the most as far as their commitment to the band and their love of Thin Lizzy and their respect for Philo and Brian Downey. I think that they have the most – and, and John Sykes was with Thin Lizzy, you know, the shortest amount of well, – fuck well, <laughs> Snowy White. <laughs> Snowy a <White>, good player. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, but my God – Talk about a fucking wart on a fucking camel's ass, man. Just useless. Useless, useless (laughs) in Thin Lizzy. Fucking awful. Um, uh, I I just look it up. Get a, this is my favorite, my favorite piece. And look up Snowy White playing Black Rose by Thin Lizzy. And oh, it's not even the same song. It's not, even, it's, it's every rose has its thorn by fucking, it's awful. It's so bad. And uh, anyway, so I digress, but I, you know, those, those guys put more into, and, and, and they, they took more of Phil with them uh, throughout their careers. And to this day will say that every note that they play is in, in praise of Phil. So how did they get their name? Good question. So they came from a comic book. Tin, it was T I N, yeah, yeah. There was a comic book. It was a, I think, a robot Tin Lizzie T I N, and if you're yeah. from Dublin, Thin Lizzie is still Tin Lizzie. So it came from there. Uh-huh. Not a great name, not a great name, but
1: <laughs> gets the job done.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of your head, can anybody I
3: think of what better? you know about the band? I'm like, I'm just like watching, like <gasps> I'm like watching a TV <laughs> show right now. I'm like. I can't even think. Like I just love how you're so into it.
0: But 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 again, your your music tastes are so much different because a of where you were raised and your 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 age. You know, you weren't around. You weren't open. You weren't. You were in the right spot for it. Had you been at the you know hundred years or, you know sixty years old now. You know, fifty years old. No, really. I mean, if you were that. Yeah. If you were the, you you would have been in the right spot. The amount of people that I meet that saw uh, Thin Lizzy open for Queen in America or open for Journey or, you know, I mean, th- these bands that came on and they, they just, to this day, they're going, yeah, that was a better fucking, you know, better, better show than the headliner. You know, and, and of course, you know, it, it, it's all relative. It's all taste and so sure. on and so forth. But the people that love Thin Lizzy will fight you to the fucking death, you know, for, to, to get across how important Thin Lizzy are to rock and roll and the fabric of rock and roll, you know?
3: I love when you're wearing the shirt and we're out and about and then somebody like will see your shirt and they're like, and you're like, and it's almost like, you don't even say a word to each other. You just give like the nod and the point. You're like, got you. Yeah. I just, I I see it all the time. I love it.
2: You know, what's funny is I had this shirt on at a basketball tournament, um, like uh, sometime in the fall, September, October. And one of the basketball dads said, you don't see anyone wearing a Tin Lizzy shirt. He goes, I love Tin Lizzy. I'm like, yeah, I go, I go, yeah, well, you know, the band I play for is really into this. And he's like, I thought you played in an Irish band. I'm like, Right, an Irish rock band. He's like, You guys play that stuff? I'm like, Yeah, well, yeah, along those lines. And they came to Good Time Charlie's. Oh, good. A whole group. So, I mean, yeah, it's somebody connects seeing something like this. And then they're like, Oh, oh, yeah, I'll come check out your band. I thought it was an Irish band. I'm like, Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> an <Irish> yeah. Band. <laughs> yeah.
2: It is an Irish band. Come see us. So they did. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you just did, never. Know.
1: Heidi, when you were growing up, do you remember. Um, because you and I are fairly close in age, or well, closer than Turbo and I are, anyway. Uh, do you remember ever hearing Thin Lizzy when you were when you were growing up?
2: Yes, but but see, I was born seventy four. By the way, forty nine is not grandma age. That's me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <Not> <laughs> uh, this grandma could kick your ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim, yeah. So you know, it wasn't until later. I mean when I maybe at what high school, junior high ish, that I was like, Oh, you know, when I could get away with listen, listening to anything other than Elvis in my own house, right? So, so I, I wasn't aware of it later. But I would have loved to have seen um, Tin Lizzie and Queen in concert. Now my parents no. never would have taken me to that concert. Nope, would have been forbidden, but oh I would have I would have snuck out to go to <laughs> to that concert. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, any songs that jump out? Any songs that you Thin Lizzy? Any songs that you just can't live without?
2: Well, I, li- I like the Black Rose song. I do. That's one of my favorites.
0: Oh, I, that easily one of easily one of my top. Well, I can't I can't even say top ten, but I mean, as far as Thin Lizzy goes, yeah, it's it's up there. It's way 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 up there. Um, and and yeah. again, go, going back to the just just to start everybody off too. I mean, uh, going way back. So shades of a blue orphanage. Uh, when I when I kind of went back and tried to start to sh- see where they came from and see how I love I, I love as a as a writer as well as a, as a songwriter I love seeing er, early stuff versus the end uh, you know versus the thunder and lightning record when you're listening to to uh, cold sweat you know and you know the the song thunder and lightning you know that those kind of songs versus. Way, way, way back in the beginning, like listen to if you listen to Shades of a Blue Orphanage, the, the record, uh, there's a that real Elvis inspired vocal. The uh, <laughs> it's just it, it's it's 1970s uh, version of Elvis's 50s. Uh, I, I don't want to forget how to jive track. It's just this very kind of rockabilly, but kind of hippie flavored piece, and it's just it was it was such a a mind bending experience listening to that, knowing what they were going to do because obviously I had been, you know, listening to, to their late to their current stuff at the time, but that's t- to me was it was it was like like seeing cavemen's etchings on the wall, you know, of a cave, you know, just you know the side of a mountain somewhere. It was. But then, yeah. when the, when the smoke clears and you, you see their you know what they were doing back there. I mean, they were already far beyond that. You know that that era. You know, it, it, to, to me anyway. I mean, I, that's that's, you know, maybe I was reading too much into it. But they're just their focus on time and their focus on on a groove and how to to structure a song was, is. You know, just just amazing to me.
2: Yeah. They always have that little or more than a little hint of the psychedelic music. Yes. Like it, it never really leaves. And I think that is why they were so good because it wasn't just psychedelic. They had the blues and the Irish and the heavy, like the real tough rock, this tough street rock sound. Once Pink Floyd came out with their overly psychedelic, I could never get into Pink Floyd because of my addiction to Tin Lizzy. That, that for me, I just couldn't quite go that far. It, had, it, it didn't have enough for me after all the Tin Lizzy. And I know there's awesomeness to Pink Floyd. Ryan is still trying to convince me that I should like them. But I can't. <laughs> Tin Lizzy, I just can't. I can't. It, doesn't have enough for me to to grab onto, I guess. Anyway, I, I,
1: they're, yeah, I they're agree. very very different bands. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah
3: but they go, are. A, go ahead. So I have kind of a different approach with it, you know. Since I came in, you know, boss, I was just thinking about this. while you're saying, what you're talking today is, you listen to you know the first, and then you hear the bands that branch off, right? Kind of come after, right. they tread the way, like you said, they settle it, and then somebody else comes behind and. I listen to the bands that came behind and then, you know, going back. And so when I listen to these songs, I'm like, oh, this sounds like this band. This sounds like this band, Right. you know? Like I'll listen to like Killer on the Loose and I go, that kind of has a Ramones feel to it. You know, like yeah. the way that the guitar is kind of chugging along and I find myself doing that. I'm like, well, wait a minute, this was first, you know? And I'm like, you kind of go, you know, I, I find myself doing that all the mm-hmm. time, you know? So that's a song I've been listening to a lot. I like the song Warrior on the Jailbreak album. I yes. think if you had to if you had to put a definition of hard rock, that should be the song. It's not that's blues. A great,
0: that's a great. It's piece. not
3: metal. It's hard rock. That's it. It kind of has that emerald intro. Still that little bit of the hi hat kind of shuffling. I do yeah. have a question on that record. I do think they dubbed in the hi hat accent in the intro, though. I think there's two drums in there because you can kind of hear the rolling of the hi hat underneath it. So I would love to know if they did that on that record. I would love to find that out. But oh, uh, it sounds it. as if they did. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's just a side thing. I wasn't even going to mention that that's very cool. But that's it, a, I, 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 I cr- had it cranked, and I'm like, I feel like I can hear. I don't know if it's me just hearing it, but I it, it sounds as if the hiats the you know, the rolling hyatt's underneath the accent. And so makes me wonder if so they feel like did
1: it not. was an afterthought? Because yeah. clearly he can he could play it because you see live footage of him doing it. Well, yeah, it.
3: he does it all the time. Yeah, but I just right. was wondering if they did that. Yeah, you that. yeah. I don't know. You, yeah, you. You've got a yeah, good no, ear for that. She was playing it, but it just sounded, sounded. Yeah. As they had it, but, yeah. I don't know. I like the rocker too. You know, I like the guitar yeah. solo in that. Yeah. Fuck yes.
1: That's always on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I, cool. I can't get over it. God, so good.
3: Yeah, it's kind of the same melody. I think they kind of phase it. They do like a phaser at the end of that one, right? Or they kind yeah. of change it. And- yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Eric Bell, he's kind of just running the gamut of of all the different tones and effects and approaches he had. And it's really I I found a we talked we've talked about this song many times on the show. There's a really good video out there of, of a kid playing the solo pretty much note for note and showing you where you know exactly where it is on the fret. And it's not like Eddie Van Halen like wah, he's not like all over the neck. It's actually pretty pretty economical where the finger positionings are. He'll, he'll start on one fret and he'll, hold, he'll groove around there. Then he'll move up to the next one and groove around there until it gets to the end where he's like. When it does that, that gets a little more, yeah. more uh, flashy. But a lot of it is very just blues riffs, but just very just expertly placed. And the, the brilliant thing about Eric is that he probably never played the solo that way <laughs> again. It was that that was that take. And it was just a piece of uh, it was just. Uh, just a piece of genius. I think it was a work of genius. Yeah.
0: Going back to the beginning when Eric Bell joined Thin Lizzy and he, uh, I don't know if he drew a sober breath in the whole time they were together. (laughs) I mean, he was just a pot smoking drink, you know, that mean, the culture was, you know, you meet in the pub, you go do the gig or you're at the pub and then you finish up at the pub. But he was, uh, he loved to smoke hash, you know, but to this day, Eric Bell is still, his chops are not w- what they were. However, you know he's, he's gone on a few years, but his, his, uh, his storytelling and his memory and his ability to, to captivate you and take you on that journey is second to none. If you can watch some interviews, I, I highly recommend it, highly being the operative word there, but he, he is such a poet, in his, you know, but that that solo to me is Eric Bell in a nutshell. He is, yeah, he is just he's easygoing, he's free flowing, but he's also deep as you know. He he's not a he he's not one of these um, and I I don't have a great example off the top of my head, but you know, one of these kind of poser rockers that uh, you know has has uh, not really much to say, but takes up all the all the. Takes up all the air in the room, uh, you know. It's it's a huge. It, it's such a deep dive into history when you hear Eric Bell's take on Thin Lizzy early days. Just tremendous. I, you know, I I, I re- recommend you go li- I go listen to that stuff. If you if you like music, if you especially if you like rock, I mean, if this is this is the blueprint for re- easily one of the greatest bands of all time.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite interviews is where he's telling a story about when he quit the band, where he he literally just walked off stage in the middle Shoot of the show. The, the guitar, he just threw the guitar down, yeah. Yeah. He just had enough. And he just said he tells the story, he's like, Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like he, he knows that it was a shitty thing to do, but it was like that's just the way it was. Yeah. You know? And uh that the interviewer asked him, so how did Phil react to that? He said, oh <laughs> they were both both Brian and Phil were just standing there agape, like what the hell? As as you would expect.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he, why yeah, did you do he do that? Well, he, that's uh, the reason why he did it was he he was just it, it, they were starting to become famous, and he realized that people were starting to ask about what he was wearing, what he was playing, why they were, you know, and and the pressure got so much so And remember too, if you're if you're uh, if you're into smoking weed, if you're into you know, if you're high all the time, you get fucking paranoid and you get. You know the the, pr- the yeah. pressure becomes so much, and that that's what happened to him. And he said it just came to a to a peak at that moment on stage, and he just threw the guitar and just you know. So his, uh, yeah. you know, he had to kind of re-enter rock and roll at a later time when he was able to, you know, because it really is it, it's it's a uh, we we talk about it. Uh, I I think about it practically every day. Is you know I cannot drink. I can't smoke weed, I can't do drugs, hard drugs because uh I'm really fucking good at it. <laughs> and if 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 I if I do that, my my uh you know that it, it overtakes everything that I have, you know, all, all my capacity to 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 function as a human because I I, I I put everything into that, that you know, drinking, smoking uh, that that kind of stuff. I, I I could uh I could smoke today if they would if they would say it was good for you or if they'd say it would, it wouldn't you know f- fuck up my brain, I know it's just it, it's uh, it, it's such a horrible fucking addiction but all that said, w- when you can't control your environment and you can't control what you put in your head, you know that it, it it's a kiss of death to to be in a rock and roll band I think yeah so Heidi speaking mm. about drugs, are you okay? <laughs>
2: I'm good. Cut. I'm
0: recovering. Yeah, you looks like it. I'm just really happy. And seriously, and I mean this, I'm just really happy that uh, that my name wasn't on the the the, the Jeffrey Epstein list. I'm just, so, I'm so relieved.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or the Cat Williams list.
0: <laughs> no, no, my no, my name's on there. My name's on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is
3: going off right now?
0: Yes. Um, that YouTube channel got 10 million views in one day. One Is he day. wrong? Is he wrong? Call it. Call it right now. Everybody call it. Is he wrong?
2: I don't know what you guys are talking about.
0: Oh, sorry.
3: Oh, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I, I mean,
0: obviously we don't know either way, but. Well, I, I don't know if any of us are conspiracy theorists. However, Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams have these theories of these other comedians in their field. Right, these world famous mm-hmm. yeah. comedians, and they have these theories of why and how they got to where they are. And I'm not, like I say, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I'm a Cat Williams fan. Am I a Kevin Hart fan? No. Oh yeah. Am I a Dave Chappelle fan? Yes. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's up to you who you like and who you li- who you don't. But uh, they strongly believe, strong enough to go on fucking you know national television, t- t- national television, and say it. That these guys became household names because of who they basically bowed to, who they, you know. So it's it's interesting. I think Cat Williams is. I think his comedy is fucking genius. I think Dave Chappelle is genius. Yeah. I think uh, I, 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 I've I've only seen clips of Kevin Hart. I've never never laughed. Uh, just, but again, that's just me. Yeah. So, yeah. Remember too,
3: Cat Williams is also he's his own product. So he's you know he's selling as well, and he's saying things. And you know it's hard when somebody's a professional performer when they're on on a platform performing. Are they performing or real? You know, so it's like you got to kind of cipher through all that. But boy, was it interesting! I was like, I listened to it, and it was some pretty gnarly stuff
0: on there. No. I was like, oh my
3: God, I think my favorite is uh Shannon Sharpe's reaction. He's like he like looks over like oh God <laughs> it was great
1: no. I haven't it was- watched it yet i I, I saw I do- it popping up on YouTube yesterday, but i I didn't actually go and watch the clip, yeah. so I have to catch up with it.
0: It's interesting. Maybe you yeah. out in Slapperland would like to comment below and tell us what you think. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I am not a conspiracy theorist. However, I would take this take this uh, the side of a Cat Williams or a Dave Chappelle, not because of my. I, 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 it's not disdain. It's just I, it's not my taste. The the Kevin Hart stuff is not my taste. Um, and there's so many brilliant comedians out there. But I would be really curious to say, uh, a well, so many, many questions, but out there in Slapperland, I would love to hear your favorite Then Lizzie songs if you're even familiar with their stuff, and if you'd be willing to go and check it out and let us know what you think. But I'd also love to know—I think we'd love to know too—what your what your thoughts are on the this 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 controversy, if you will, this uh, Cat Williams. Uh, I know I got I got to slow down. So um, <laughs> that's so good but I, I i really i'm just i'm i'm thoroughly <laughs> thoroughly thoroughly uh, uh, i i i can't like, scratch that from the record your honor I am not going to follow this uh, uh, as uh, I'm not going to get into it I, I you know like i'm not gonna go on youtube and look for clips and stuff i'm I'm just curious with all this stuff coming out there's a lot of distraction right now you know this uh, this uh, jeffrey epstein list uh coming out and the unveiling of of predators and blah 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 blah. You know, yeah, you'll you'll get what you're fucking. You know, your your time's coming. You can't fucking hide. I've said it my whole fucking life. If you steal, what you steal will not stay with you. Will not if you if you if you if you rob a fucking song or if you put a fucking ambient shit fucking record on <laughs> a, a, another person's fucking Spotify you know, you're gonna, you're going fucking down. You're going, it was just, just end the story. I don't believe in a, for a second that you get to hold what you steal. I just, I don't believe it. And I don't, I I don't know if it's karma and I don't know if it's just how shit works, but it won't, it won't stay with you. Write your own fucking material, do your own fucking, you know, make your own path. But it's, uh it, it's infuriating that people can get even one step with stolen goods. It's just fucking mm-hmm. you know uh, anyway
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh
1: yeah by the way what patrick was just referring to if you if if you were paying attention to our Facebook page on january fifth of this year there was so Tara found it. Uh, Patrick's daughter Tara found it and sent it to him, and he sent it to me. There was an album on our Spotify profile said it was Blackguards, and it was this an album called Satellite that had this anime picture on it, this this cute it looked like a, it looked like something for kids. And the music, which I listened to a little bit of, it would like it was AI generated, uh atmospheric you, you know shit. Just crap. Yeah. And so it was like, was it hacked? You know, so, we, so Patrick asked me to look into it. And no, we weren't hacked, but, but Spotify did fuck up majorly. And this, apparently this is something that happens on Spotify all the time. Mm-hmm. But this was apparently some kind of coordinated, as the Dreadnoughts put it, which I'll explain in a second. It wasn't just us. That's because I posted that because somebody mess right, right. Right. When Patrick and I were talking about it, somebody messaged us on Facebook saying with a screenshot of that album saying, what the hell is this? So I said, I better post about this. So I did explaining it's not us like, as, as if that wasn't already <laughs> patently obvious. Um, but then, then the, uh, our friends the Kilmaine saints came and commented on that. said you too. So I went and looked at, they had, this the same thing, this made up thing, atmospheric AI generated crap, most likely, uh, but it didn't and didn't end there. There was the dreadnoughts, there was Blood or Whiskey, there was the Mahones, um, the Killigans. They all got hit with this with this hoax or whatever you want to call it, some kind of coordinated the dreadnoughts called it a coordinated attack. <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. Oh, so <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it shouldn't even be possible. But I think if I don't know what the whole point of this was, if, or if it was just Celtic rock bands, if the if, or this was something that happened because somebody targeted a playlist that was somebody else's, somebody mentioned that it could have been why it wound up being all these same band, bands who are in, you know, more or less the same genre, if you will. Well, really. Um, but uh, I found, I mean, a couple of them I found not because they're posted, but because I was just on Spotify. is like because you say P- fans also listen to this, and I would click on one of those, and there was really obvious there was another fake album on their new release and they all came out in the same day, December 31st. So, um, yeah, it it shouldn't even be be possible. There's no reason why you can't program your, your stuff carefully enough that, that, you know, I don't understand Spotify. I just don't understand how that happens because it didn't happen on Apple music. It didn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. So anyway,
0: yeah, I think it's uh, my my nephew had called and said that, that he believes that there was a big layoff at Spotify, so somebody's fucking with them. But oh, in, really? Yeah, yeah, end of there the year go. stuff. That was it. Yeah, he was surmising that, that people were. is this, this is a revenge thing, but I don't know why they would take the, you know, t- t- take that. I, you know, why wouldn't you move into the Springsteen? You know the the the, the top. What of the they have that-
1: That may have just been the tip of the iceberg that I could see because those are the bands that are linked to our profile because of the people listening to the same kind of stuff. It could have been far, could have been everywhere. I don't don't know. I didn't, haven't heard, but that's just our little, you know, our little circle. But uh, uh, yeah, you're probably right. That does sound, I mean, it was definitely intentional, whatever it was, because all all the same day. uh, Anyway.
0: Yeah, well, it's, maybe it's just everybody broaden your horizons. Go listen to some atmospheric AI shit. <laughs> yeah. So open oh, uh, your mind. Yes. But, yeah. So we, are, my boy, the tangent city today, huh? Uh, <laughs> we have uh, we have definitely run the gamut as as, as far as, uh, as as far as this goes. But I would say that the. Uh, the the calendar, Blackguards twenty four calendar is going is going to look quite spectacular here in a few weeks. Yeah, we are going to have let me let me approach the calendar here, my fine friends. This is going to be yeah. So we're going to be we're going to be on our way to to Florida. We're going to go down to Ponte Gorda after the weekend, and we're going to do we're going to do the anniversary show down there at Celtic Ray. We're going to go down there and we're going to have a little fun and. Heidi, you're going to stay here and you're going to teach kids how to fucking rock and roll, right? Gonna, yep. <laughs> and then end, right. end of next, yeah, end of next month, we're going to we're going to head out your way again. We're gonna we're gonna be back to see you, and that's going to be a uh, Turbo and I are going to get together after this. We're going to uh, we're going to look at the calendar. We're going to uh, make sure the van points in the right direction before and after these shows. But we are going to be coming back out again. So so. Uh, Phoenix, California. Start your engines. Here we come. Yep. 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 And uh, 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 there was another thing too. Yes. So why don't we do this? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we let these fine folks go back to their days? Because I know everybody's just stuck to your screens. How can you? How can you even take a breath while slapper day? You know. Yeah. Look at that. That's how you do it. So uh, uh, this is this is twenty twenty four. We are going to. We're, we've got so much in store for you this year and uh we're gonna i i am gonna say it right now this is uh what well, we're still in january we're gonna have we're, we're gonna have a record this year we're gonna have a record this year i guarantee it tell you that right now you ready you ready let's do it let's do it yeah so why don't we uh why don't we put a bowl on this motherfucker and send it out we ready to go
1: all right okay yep. all right we'll see you next week y'all
0: Thank you for thank See you for ya. listening thank you for listening thank you for watching thank you for telling your friends thank you for putting a comment down there and just hitting the hitting the like button I I I hate even saying that but it's uh this is this is how this shit gets gets uh gets pushed out so so if you can give us a hand doing yeah. that and, and then uh just I I really would love to hear do you if you even follow the the the, the Cat Williams thing if let me know if you let us know if you uh if you believe this thing, if you're not, because I'm, this is going to come out and this is going to, this is going to be resolved. And then also, more importantly, I'd love to know your thoughts on the Thin Lizzy stuff, your favorite Thin Lizzy song. If you've even listened to them, if you've now, you know, uh, gone and listened or, you know, watched some live footage, I would, if, if, if you're new to Thin Lizzy, I, I would just start with, Live and Dangerous. i just start with that record because it's a double live album and it gives you everything from the ballads to the to the hard rock to the to. But it it kind of takes if 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 you're into the the the, the hard rock genre, I would gently nudge you towards Live and Dangerous or Life Live. uh, Just only because that 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 gives you the that that'll tell you if you're if you're going to be a a fellow fan. Anybody else have a recommendation? Where would you start? Nightlife. Listen. Nightlife, oh, good one. Mm. Turbo
2: and Black,
3: I, yeah. I think
0: if oh, they're younger, they should start start with
3: Jailbreak. That's what I think. Yeah. Work your way back. Can't hurt. I,
1: I I think the Black Rose album is a good place for for the uninitiated to start because it's a uh, Jailbreak is great. I think Black Rose is much better mixed. It's a much better sounding record just sonically because Tony Visconti was at the at the helm at that point. Uh, I don't know what happened with jailbreak. The, the that album, you can't hear the bass on it, and it's not. It's just not mixed very well, frankly. But Tony came in the, or the, for the next two albums and, and fixed that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Black Rose has has is a really good introduction, to it, particularly uh, "Do Anything You Want To," which is a lead song on that <laughs> record. Is, yeah, is one of my favorites. I love that. It's a little more poppy than than most of their stuff, but it's so brilliant and it's just it's really uplifting too i was did, have you ever seen the video for that the i just saw it last night i'd never seen it before yeah. Um, yeah. they uh it's really funny they're all playing timpani to the intro of the song and it's it's the the, the, the just the song <laughs> this is a really long ending to the show you know uh, <laughs> phil is saying you can do anything you want to do like like i do you know it's yeah. true. Everything's possible. But the song, the, the video kind of shows that it's a little bit tongue in cheek because as, as he's saying that at one point, he's behind jail bars going, I do anything I want. And now I'm in jail. On that yeah. album is uh, my Sarah. And that's a good one. Same.
2: Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Again, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to go wrong. You know, we're not going to steer you. We're not going to send you to a fucking Motley crew catalog. You know, we're, 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 doing you a favor, you know, by uh, yeah. again, uh, with, with with all respect to the people that already listen to Thin Lizzy and, and know, know, know the know the wonder of uh, you know this this you know this phenomenon, but uh, you, you, you can't go wrong. You can start at the very beginning and hear the hippie stuff and just go all the way to thunder lightning and John Sykes era and just just have your mind blown. But I'm, I'm just curious because Thin Lizzy is such a integral part of the the rock and roll map, the rock and roll creation. You know, p- people will say all the riffs have been written, all the songs have been written. Everything's just now regurgitation. I don't believe that, but it's it's it's, it's true. It's really hard to 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 come across brand new music. But when you listen to Thin Lizzy, it takes you to I I think to to, to when hard rock was you know being being formed. You know, so
1: forged. Yeah. Forged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: anyway. Yeah, so, so yeah, we, we, we've definitely taken a lot of your time. I, I, I truly appreciate every single one of you for listening and commenting and doing all that stuff and doing. So uh, just can't wait to see you out there. And Heidi, it's it's been way too fucking long, so can't wait to see you. So all right. Thank you. Thank you all. All
2: right, y'all. Thanks. See you next time.
0: Yeah. Cheers.